Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome back to the Swamp 24-7 Podcast. I'm Thomas Goldcamp, joined here by Blake Alderman. Blake, uh, it's been a little bit since our last show, and uh, you know we were kind of searching for some ideas to do uh, for this week's show, and I thought you had a really good one. Uh, so we're going to do something a little interesting today, guys. We are going to draft our own teams uh, based on the Florida roster, kind of have a little uh, little pickoff, so to speak, between me and Blake, and and we'll compile uh, you know 11 guys on each side of the ball, and, and we'll leave it up for you guys uh, on Swamp 24-7 eventually once we've made all the picks to decide who had the best roster, kind of... Uh, fill in some of that, you know, that spring ball gap that we didn't have. And, uh, you know, usually when the coaches kind of pick their two teams and we, we talk about which, you know, whether it's the orange or blue that's going to, you know, have the better outlook. Uh, Blake and I are going to do that ourselves. So, uh, Blake, without too much delay, I will go ahead and give you the first pick. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and run through real quick the positions just so everybody kind of knows how we're drafting these. Uh, basically, it's going to be 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense. The way we're doing it on offense, we're going to basically set it up fantasy football style. Uh, we're going to have you draft a quarterback, a running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, and then your five offensive linemen. And you'll also have an 11th spot that's a flex that we're going to use on a skill position player. So if you want a second QB, a second running back, second wide receiver, uh, or a second tight end, you can do that as well. We leave you a little flexibility on that. Uh, and then on the defensive side of the ball, you're going to go buck, defensive tackle, defensive tackle, defensive end, two linebackers, and then five guys in the secondary, your two corners, your two safeties, and a nickelback. So Blake, uh, without any further delay, I will hand it over to you to make the first overall pick. First overall pick, man. I, I feel blessed to be in this position. Uh, <laughs> you know, I actually thought the no-brainer would be go Kyle Trask. You know, you kind of think of fantasy football picks. Usually, you know, very rarely do you get a guy that picks a running back. You get a guy that normally you can pick a quarterback. I'm going to go with the player that I think is the best overall on Florida's roster. I'm going tight end Kyle Pitts. I'm going to take the best player there. Um, I feel good with the other skill players back around there that I can kind of work around him, but I'm going to go big. I'm going to, I'm going to go a little weird, I guess, going tight end first pick. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, I like that pick a lot. You know, obviously he's, I think, one of the guys that's the most irreplaceable on Florida's team. But, uh, hey, if you're going to leave me a quarterback that maybe is the best in the SEC and potentially could be one of the best in the country – uh, I've got to go Kyle Trask. I feel pretty good about locking up that position, you know, pretty early in this draft. Since you gave me the first pick, I figured I could give you the quarterback. So, I don't know. I guess I could return the favor. But I'm going to go back next pick. I'm going to go quarterback next pick, and I'm going to go Emory Jones. Uh, Kyle Trask is a great quarterback. Um, I like the mobility that Emory Jones brings. I think Florida's going to try to work him in a little bit more this season. Um, you know, so I, I think that he showed – I think one of the biggest things for me was, you know, what he showed in the LSU game with his legs, what he showed in the Auburn game last season for Florida where he came in when Kyle Trask got a little banged up and still the offense kept moving. So I'm, I'm going to go QB, QB off the board, Emory Jones. All right, there you have it. Um, now this, this leaves me a little tricky. Do I, do I go defense, start to lock up some of that? Um, I think, 
since you've already snagged Kyle Pitts, uh, I'm going to go with Trayvon Grimes. Let's get let's get a good target for Kyle Trask. Um, you know, a, a good receiver, I think, obviously, will be the number one at the receiver position. May not, Maybe not the best target on the team because, you know, obviously Pitts is very good. Uh, but I think I've got a pretty solid one, too, now with Kyle Trask and Trayvon Grimes. I'm going to go back next pick, and I'm going to keep staying on offense, um, but I'm going to go along the offensive line. I'm going to go grab a left tackle. I think Richard Garage is going to be that guy for Florida next season. Um, he can have the flexibility to throw him in and mix him up between guard and tackle. Um, I think left tackle, I think he's shown that he has the ability and athleticism to be that left tackle for Florida this year, and I'm going to go ahead and get my, uh, I'm going to get my guy to block for Emory Jones. Not a bad pick. I was actually kind of thinking about going offensive tackle with my last pick. Uh, I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'm going to keep it a secret which guy I was maybe going to target because I'm not going to pick him here. Uh, I'm going to flip over to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Kair Elam over. No, no. I, uh, you know, this is a cornerback. Obviously, we saw last year had interceptions in two of his first three games. Very, very physical guy. Uh, I didn't even realize this, Blake, the other day when we were talking about, you know, guys that can maybe play both ways for Florida. I, I frankly didn't realize how good of an athlete Elam was that, you know, he was a receiver in high school and actually piled up close to 1,500 yards receiving and something like 15 touchdowns. So I'm going to go ahead and take him. I think he's a guy that you can anchor a defense around. You know, those those man cornerbacks are, are, are always important. So he's he's going to go ahead and be my third pick. You know, I'm going to go over to defense. I'm going to, uh, at least if we're running Florida scheme here, and we're, you know, obviously we are, you know, that 3-4 scheme, you know, you need to really get guys that can get after the passer. Um, I'm going to go Brenton Cox. I'm going to take that buck linebacker type guy um, that I think that, I think he's going to be a guy that you notice on the field this season. Obviously, you know, you bring in a five-star, former five-star player like that at a position that, quite frankly, since Todd Grantham's been in Gainesville, I mean, they just had guy after guy that, you know, steps in every year and has a big year. So I, I think he could be that guy for Florida this season to kind of follow in that footsteps of Jonathan Grenard on that season he had last year, even Ja'Kai Polite the year before that. So I'm going to go ahead and get my buck linebacker off the board in Brenton Cox. That's a good pick. You know, he's a guy that obviously we're all really interested in seeing, you know, former five-star Really, honestly, had a pretty productive season at Georgia his first year. And, uh, you know, I think it was kind of a surprise a little bit when he decided to transfer. So I like that pick a lot. Um, you know, that buck position is one that we're really going to be watching closely this season just because, you know, like you said, you lose Jonathan Grenard. And um, I know you returned Jeremiah Moon, but, you know, he's a guy that, frankly, has had trouble, you know, staying off the injury report. And uh, we know how important that position is in Todd Grantham's defense beyond, beyond Brenton Cox. You know, uh, I think some of these other guys like uh, uh, Mohamed Diabate and, and Chris Bogle, you know, those guys are going to play different positions from time to time. So I think Brenton Cox is the one guy you look at that spot. You know, he's he's really your true buck. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go offensive line with this pick. I'm going to take Stuart Reese, uh, the Mississippi State coming. graduate transfer. It was coming sooner Was that later. your pick? Was that the one that you and, hinted earlier? I knew I, it. Yeah, that was almost, my guy, too. I almost went with him with the number two pick. Uh, but I really like his potential. Uh, more than anything, I like that he can play a couple different spots. You know, we'll see how the offensive line shakes out here between you and I. Uh, but I like that he's got the flexibility to move around, you know, has played both right guard and right tackle at Mississippi State. Uh, and I actually think Florida could potentially even play him at left guard this season as as a way to get some of their best five on. But that, that'll go ahead and be my fourth pick. 
man, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take uh, Brett Heggie. I'm going to go ahead and get a center um, that can move around between guard and center. Um, I'm going to mark him down as a center in, in my pick um, to just kind of continue to go along the offensive line. Since you took Stuart Reese, I'm taking another guy that has a little bit more veteran, has you know played a lot of snaps for Florida, has really shown not only to be a plug-and-play guy, but a guy that they can count on. Maybe a little banged up here and there with injuries, but uh, you know we're, we're playing no injuries here in this in this fantasy draft. So I'm going Brett Heggie to kind of shore up that uh, center part of my offensive line since you took the guy that was on my next pick was uh, Stuart Reese. All right. Well, in looking at positions that, uh, you know, there's a couple positions, I think, on the team where you have one established guy. And I think Buck is one of those where, you know, we haven't seen Brenton Cox play yet, but I really like your pick there because I just don't know behind him, you know, who you kind of pick. I think the same is true at running back. You know, I'm going to go ahead and take Damian Pierce uh, because, it, you know, I, I really like Pierce's game. Uh, but more more than anything, I think me taking him here leaves you with a, a tough choice because we don't really know what, you know, the guys behind him, Malik Davis, Iverson Clement, Lorenzo Lingard, and Naquan Wright. I don't know what those guys can do yet. So I'm going to go ahead and lock up a running back, you know, really kind of round out my skill position core. Man, so now the question is, do I make a panic pick at running back? Or do I keep on moving along as I was going? And I think I'm going to keep moving. I think I'm going to go with defensive back since you took a really good pick in Kyer Elam. I'm going to go ahead and take Marco Wilson. I'm going to put him down as a cornerback, um, even though he has shown the ability to kind of move around and did help with Florida last year whenever the trade dean did struggle, and he was one of those guys that could fill in at that nickel position. Um, I'm going to put him at corner just because I think right now, you know, you take Kyrie Elam off the board, I think Marco William is William, or Wilson excuse me, is that next best guy, and I, I think I'm going to go ahead and snag him. All right. Hmm. My next pick. That's that leaves us some interesting choices here. Um. Hmm. I think I'm gonna go defense with this pick, and I'm gonna grab Kyrie Campbell. I think he's a guy that we really haven't talked about enough this offseason. Um, he's just kind of a quiet contributor, um, but really, I think he's gonna be the heart and soul of of this defensive line. He's a very vocal guy, uh, very much a leader at, the, at his position. Um, and he's a guy that had a lot of production last year. I mean, people people don't realize he had, he racked up something like 50 tackles as an interior defensive lineman. That's a pretty disruptive guy, and I think, you know, when you lose a guy like David Reese at linebacker, those defensive tackles become even more important uh, because you really need those guys to play well up front to kind of protect your your younger backers that are getting used to, you know, that full-time starting role. I'm going to somewhat piggyback off of defensive line, but I think when you look at Florida's roster and you look at how they've recruited, especially this year, how they've needed to recruit defensive ends really heavily. You know, you sign a guy, a couple guys last year that can fill in at defensive end. Um, but, you know, when you look at the roster overall from just, you know, what you know you can expect from some of these guys, and I think I know you were, I think you know where I'm going with this pick. I'm picking Zach Carter, yep. someone who has that ability to be that strong side defensive end for Florida, but also has the ability to move around and play some three technique, I think. I'm going to take him and put him as a defensive end. Um, but I think that just uh, when you look at Florida's defensive line, I think Carter is going to be one of those guys that makes that step uh, this season for Florida. Really had a good offseason last year, and I think he just continues to show that he's getting better every year. And I think this is going to be a big year for him. Yeah, well, I mean, you know how uh, you know how Todd Grantham likes to build his defense, building on those 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 ends, you know, and being able to get after the quarterback. And now you've got Brenton Cox and Zach Carter. That's uh, got my guys. Yeah, I think you know as much as I like my offense right now, I think you, you you're a step ahead of me on defense. Um, so let's see, where do I want to go with the next pick? Who? Um, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go offensive line again. I'm gonna go ahead and snag Ethan White for one of my guard spots. Uh, I think that gives me two really good potential guards. And, and again, I have the potential to put Reese out at tackle if I need to later in the draft. But I really like Ethan White. You know, came on strong at the end of last year, a very strong player, very physical, very athletic. 
you know, and in John Hevesy's offensive line scheme, you really need those guards that can kind of pull and get out in space. I think he's a guy that can do that, and I think he's a guy that you look forward to potentially taking a big step forward as a sophomore. See, now here's where my question has been in my head. I'm definitely going defense again. I'm going to continue to hammer that out. But the question has been, what type of linebacker do I want to go with? Do I want to go with Ventrell Miller, who's one of those guys that, you know, is you know what you get with him. You have a bruising guy that can play the run, but he has shown some ability there to get caught up. I'm going Muhammad Diabate. I think that ability he has to move around, I think he's got more of that athletic linebacker. You're going to see him do a little bit more other than rush the passer this year, so I'm I'm going Diabate here. I think he's going to be a stud for Florida this year. I think he's going to continue to to kind of grow in that defense. This kind of defense was made for him, and I think he really thrives in it, and I'm excited for him to be on Team Blake. All right, well, I will stick with defense since you're starting out numbering me there. I'm going to go ahead and grab Sean Davis at safety. Uh, you know, Florida has a couple good safeties, uh, but I really like David. Blake is giving me some uh, quite visceral reaction on the, the screen as we're filming this via video. Uh, but uh, I really like Sean Davis's ability as a playmaker back there. He's a big hitter. Uh, I think last year was the first year that he really kind of got fully comfortable back there. As he continues to clean up his coverage ability, I really think he's a guy that can be, you know, an extremely good playmaker. Uh, you put him and Kair Elam in the secondary for me, and I think that's the start of a pretty good uh, defensive backfield. See, this next pick, I'm feeling a little crazy on it because I think you've already taken Trevon Grimes, who I think is going to be, you know, the dude for Florida at wide receiver this year. Past that, there's a lot of guys that really, you know, we're not totally sure what they're going to do. And I was a little conflicted here. I was going to go one way with someone who has a little bit more veteran uh, leadership on the team and has been around. But I think I'm going with the young guy who's unproven. I'm going Xavier Henderson. I think how he came in so heralded, um, just being one of those guys that, I mean, he's got track speed, he's got the size, I think he's going to play a lot for Florida this year, so I think, I think I'm okay with going from someone who's a little bit more of an unknown than someone who's been in the raw, you know, around the team for a little bit while and you kind of know what they, you know, what they can do. Not to say that I don't need some more wide receivers on the team, but I I think Henderson might be the guy that I think, I I think he's going to come in and he's going to make an impact early, and I, I think I like the size and speed mix he brings, so I'm a little young at wide receiver, but I'm okay with it. No, I like that pick a lot. That's the direction I would have gone as well. Um, but I'll go ahead and take the guy that you were most likely uh, weighing between. I'll go ahead and grab Jacob Copeland. It gives me a good second receiver to pair with Trayvon Grimes. Uh, you know, now I've got Kyle Trask, Damian Pierce, Trayvon Grimes, and Jacob Copeland. That's a pretty good skill position unit right there. Uh, you know, obviously you're looking pretty good. You've got Kyle Pitts and Xavier Henderson to go with Emory Jones. Uh, but Jacob Copeland, I think, is a guy that can really take a step forward this year. You know, really kind of came on towards the end of last year. Obviously, he's got all the physical ability in the world. It's just a matter of him staying in the film room, you know, continuing to work on that playbook and ironing everything out so he knows exactly where he's supposed to be for Kyle Trask this year. Man, now we're starting to get a little tricky here. I think since you took Sean Davis, I'm, I'm looking in the safety room right now, and I think I'm going to take Brad uh, Brad Stewart. I think that I think he's great in run. Um, I think he's he's shown that he has ability in in – in the passing game, I think whenever you look at the other guys that's in Florida safety room, there's some guys that have deficiencies. You're you're picking a guy that's got deficiencies at this point, and I think Brad Stewart is the one that I feel the most comfortable with right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go B Stu. Solid solid pick there. You know when you look at Florida safety room, obviously they've got three veterans they feel pretty comfortable with between Sean Davis, Brad Stewart, and Donovan Steiner. Uh, we kind of know the book on all those guys at this point. With Stewart, you know it's a matter of staying on the field, you know, making sure that he irons out those off-field issues. With Davis, it's a matter of consistency. You know, just has to get a little bit better about coverage. And then Donovan Steiner is kind of the guy that you can always count on 
but maybe doesn't have some of the athleticism that the other two have. Maybe doesn't have that, you know, truly elite upside, but he's a guy that's always consistent. Uh, so nice pick with Stewart there. Uh, with my 10th pick, uh, and just before we kind of get to a break here after pick number 11, I am going to go with another offensive lineman. I'm going to go with Stone Forsyth uh, to, to kind of shore up my tackle position. Not exactly sure who I'll play where just yet. I guess that kind of depends on where I end up plugging in Stuart Reese. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and pick my third offensive lineman here to go along with Reese and Ethan White. Man, this is tough now. Now we're getting a little tough. You've taken White, you've taken Stone. Man, you've taken a lot of offensive linemen here, and I'm kind of left with uh, you know, some unproven guys here. So that being said... I kind of hate myself for this pick, but I'm picking John DeLance. I, I think he has his deficiencies at offensive line. I feel great with Richard Garage being my left tackle guy. DeLance, we saw what he did last year at right tackle. He struggled. You bring in some guys this year. You, you have the ability to move Stone Forsyth over. You could even throw you know, Stuart Reese at right tackle if need be. So Florida has a lot more options to where they don't have to throw a guy like DeLance in there who's had his deficiencies. But, man, I'm, I'm looking a little, a little sketch right now, so I think I'm going to take him as my guy. Alrighty then. I am going to, with the last pick before we take a quick commercial break. Hmm. So I only have three guys on defense right now out of my 10 picks so far. My offense looks really good, but uh, you definitely have me on defense a little bit. So where is the value for me here? I think I'm going to go ahead and double up at defensive tackle and take to Daryl Slayton. Uh, I really like TJ Slayton's potential to take a big jump inside this year. You know, obviously we've talked about the athleticism with him from day one. He's a guy that is extremely athletic and huge. Um, I thought really started to come on towards the end of last year and really showed more production. I think you pair him alongside Kyrie Campbell. That duo has a potential to be kind of sneaky good in the SEC this year. So I'm going to go ahead and make him my final pick, Blake, before we take a quick break here. Uh, I really like his upside, and I think having an interior duo, you know, you've got the defensive ends, I've got the defensive tackles, uh, and we'll see what shakes out here right after this commercial break. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage with over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Swamp 24-7 podcast. I'm Thomas Goldcamp, joined here by Blake Alderman. Doing a little something different today on this episode of the podcast. Uh, Blake and I are drafting our own Florida teams, kind of like a, a spring game situation where, you know, the coaches would pick 
you know, sides or whatever. But while they do it, you know, maybe they stick the offensive line together because they want to get some work in. We're doing it strictly split down, pick by pick. Uh, and so right now we have already selected 11 guys. I'll go ahead and give you a quick rundown of the team so far. So my offense so far, I have quarterback Kyle Trask, Kyle Trask. running back Damian Pierce, receiver Trayvon Grimes, receiver Jacob Copeland, left tackle Stone Forsyth, left guard Stuart Reese, and right guard Ethan White. Right now on offense, Blake has Emery Jones, Xavier Henderson, Kyle Pitts, Richard Gourage, Brett Heggie, and Jean DeLance. And right now I think Blake has a slight edge on defense. He has Brenton Cox, Zach Carter, Muhammad Ma- Mahmoud Diabate. I always say that wrong. Marco Wilson and Brad Stewart. And right now on defense, I have Kyrie Campbell, Tadaryl Slayton, Kyir Elam, and Sean Davis. So, Blake, let's get back into it. Let's go ahead and make your 12th pick, and you will lead us off in the second half of the draft. Let's see. So now I'm at the point where, to me, it's best available. Um, You're looking at offense, defense. Um, Man, I'm going to go ahead and take my running back. I'm going to go ahead and get that over with. Um, I'm going to take Lorenzo Lingard. Um, I think... I think the talent standpoint, when you have a former five star like that, um, he's coming in. He's immediate eligible. Has you know he can play right away with his immediate eligibility. Um, I think he's going to be a specimen. I think that the offense that he's running in now fits him a little bit more than what he did at Miami. Um, I know that there were some talks that maybe you know the, the playbook was a little you know hard for him to understand. I think that this offense is kind of one of those things where he, you know if he can bust that offensive line and show some burst, he can kind of have that Damian Pierce type impact. Um, he can also catch uh, the backfield here and there. Um, so I, I think I'm going to take him. I think he's the safest pick of you know all the other guys that are on Florida's roster. Alrighty then. Um, hmm. Let's see. So we've pretty much we've pretty much taken all of our guys that we think are going to be starting offensive linemen. Same with starting defensive linemen. Um, linebackers still kind of up in the air. Defensive backs still a little bit up in the air. I'm gonna go ahead and take. I'm gonna take Amari Bernie as my nickelback. I think. Uh, go ahead and lock that spot up because that's a spot where I'm not sure past Bernie. You know, I, I think Florida has some good younger options potentially in, you know, maybe a, a Chester Kimbrough or even a, you know, a true freshman like Trevez Johnson. Uh, but I'd fully expect Amari Bernie to start off the year at Nickelback. It's a role that he played as a freshman and was pretty good at. Um, you know, maybe some questions about his, his top end speed there. Uh, but he's a guy that I think is very high football IQ. And that's kind of what you need at that position. So I'm going to go ahead and shore it up right now. I'm going offensive line, and I'm going to take a younger guy. I think Joshua Braun is going to be a fantastic offensive lineman for Florida. I think he's a guy that you know really buys in the weight room. Um, he's going to do everything you want. He's going to buy in. Um, just the gigantic size he has coming in. I'm going to put him in at guard, though. Um, I think that that's a place where he can get his feet wet. I feel comfortable throwing a guy that's a true freshman in. That did early enroll and did get to go through some of the you know the bowl practices and whatnot. So maybe not, maybe a little risky just because we didn't have a spring football and he didn't really get all those extra reps and spring game in. But I think I think I'm comfortable putting him in at guard. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take him as a guard. All right, and I think that makes my next pick uh, pretty clear. I'm gonna lock up another tackle um, in Michael Tarquin. Uh, my my idea is to keep Reese inside. I really like the idea of having Reese and White both at you know, guard. So I'm going to go ahead and lock up my right tackle spot and snag Michael Tarquin. He's a guy that um, played a good bit last year, did take a red shirt, um, but he's a guy that has some physical potential. I really like his frame. Uh, He's got some, some arms that he can really keep guys at bay. Uh, And as he continues to pack on strength, I think he's going to be a good long-term option. It'll be really interesting now that we've gone, you know, Josh Braun and Michael Tarquin and back-to-back picks to see, I think how that right tackle spot next year kind of pans out. You know, you're expecting to lose, 
uh, Stone Forsyth. And and for the most part, I think, Blake, you and I both agree that Forsyth probably shifts to the right side this year, leaving Richard Duraj on the left to anchor long term. Uh, so I think the question mark is going to be whether or not Tarquin or Braun emerges as that right tackle. My guess is like where you have Braun right now. I think he's his easier path to contributing and maybe getting Florida to eight deep on the O-line is by playing Braun at guard this year. And so I think Tarquin probably gets more reps, you know, behind a Stone Forsyth or a John DeLance at right tackle. And I think he steps in there as the starter in 2021. You know, I'm going to go back to defense uh, since you've done a really good job of kind of taking up all these defensive tackles um, and where I don't have any right now. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to take the young guy. I'm taking Javon Dexter. I'm taking the five-star. I'm going to uh, nice. go ahead and sure that guy up in there. Maybe not Maybe not as talented as far as, you know, college experience as the guys that you have, you know, with Tadero Slayton and uh, Kyrie Campbell. But I think that um, Dexter coming in with the size he has, I think he's he's going to see the field, obviously. Um, you know, 6'6", 308, I think is what he, what he posted last time he checked in. So I think he's going to have a really high upside um just continue to develop you know i mean this is a five-star guy that's coming in that's still kind of raw you know he's he's learned a lot of moves in his senior year that the jump from junior year to senior year was really big for him and i think that uh you know i think he's going to be one that's going to have a really great career at florida i'm going to go ahead and get him in there and plug him into my uh, center part of my defensive line yeah you've got a really good defensive line there i was actually eyeing him for uh you know my defensive end role um but that's a great pick you've got brent cox Javon dexter and zach carter that's a that's a pretty hellacious defensive line to start. Um, hmm. Let's see where I want to go with this one. Um, I think I'm going to stay in the secondary, and I'm going to go with Jaden Hill to fill my second cornerback spot. I really like his potential. He was a guy that I thought particularly flashed to me on screen passes last year. You know, that's an area where true freshmen sometimes struggle to pick up in terms of recognition. And not only did he show a good recognition of identifying and keying those screen passes, but I thought he was extremely physical in getting in there to break them up, stop a couple for a loss. Um, I think you put him and Kyrie Elam on, on the outsides and then have Sean Davis roving at safety uh, and Amari Bernie in the nickel. I'm really liking the way my secondary is showing up right now. Another one of these tough decisions that I have in front of me. And I'm going to take the younger guy again. I'm going to take Chester Kimbrough, but I'm going to plug him in at Nickelback. I was obviously choosing between him or Trey Dean there. Um, I think you see Trey Dean last year where he kind of got beat up a little bit. Some teams kind of picked on him at that nickel position. I don't know that that's really his spot for him. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put Chester in there. I think he moves a little bit better. Um, I think that just the kind of size he has, he's not he's one of these big, long type of corners that Florida's kind of showed that they like to put out on the field. So I think, uh, I think Nickelback is probably his better spot. So I'm going to go ahead and plug him in there and kind of let him cover those speedy guys across the middle. Um, he's also physical, so I'm, I'm going to let him do his thing. All righty. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take – I need a pass rusher. You know, I've got the two defensive tackles, but I need a pass rusher, particularly now that you've taken Zach Carter, Brenton Cox, and Jervon Dexter. Uh, probably the three guys, I would argue, might be Florida's best pass rushers. And you have Diabate, so I can't even use him at Buck. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Chris Bogle. And I'm going to plug. I was about to say, man, it's glaring now. right at you. It's glaring. Yeah, it's, I looked and... at it. And I looked at it earlier, and I was like, man, I should have took him later. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take him at Buck. And I actually I actually think he might play a good bit of strong side defensive end this year. And that'll be kind of interesting to watch, you know, where they plug in Dexter. Um, because I think sometimes it's easier for guys to play outside coming off the edge rather than playing inside at tackle. And so if you're looking at the best ways to get Javon Dexter on the field, I think strong side DN may be his best fit. And I think that may actually push Bogle a little bit more into that Buck role, even though I, I thought last year he played a good bit of the end as well. Uh, I'll plug Bogle into my buck. I think he's a guy that obviously has a very wiry frame, uh, still needs to pack on some weight, but 
for a guy that, you know, physically doesn't necessarily always look the most impressive just because he's got that wiry frame, he did play very strong last year. And I thought that was one of his most impressive uh, qualities that, you know, he was really pretty staunch at the point of attack, did did pretty well holding up on the edge in terms of setting the run. Uh, I'm going to use him more as a pass rusher at the buck position, uh, but I think he's a defensive lineman going into his second year that really has a bright future at Florida. I'm going to keep plugging along at safety where I said that, you know, you kind of look past Sean Davis and Brad Stewart. I mean, even the most part, Florida safety room does have their deficiencies. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Donovan Steiner. I think that he showed what he does bring to the table. Um, he's good at, I think he's really good. Um, you know, he, he showed the ability to play some in coverage. You know, the Auburn game, I think was the one where he had a pick there. Um, you know, that Mississippi state game, Florida's first year under Dan Mullen, where he had that blitz. So I, I think there's some limitations in his game, but I think overall he does make a lot of plays for Florida. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pair him up next to Brad Stewart in my safety room. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. Um, all right, I've got a couple. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to round out my roster with some of the guys that are gone. Uh, definitely some interesting choices in front of me. Um, I am going to go ahead and take a third receiver. I'm going to go ahead and plug in four-star freshman Jaquavian Frazier's as my flex guy. Uh, I think that he's a guy that, like Xavier Henderson, has the potential to get on the field right away. I like the idea of giving Kyle Trask a bunch of targets. So you got Grimes, Copeland, and Frazier's now on my team. Uh, I, I think, you know, Frazier's is a guy that Blake obviously impressed during the All-American portion of the schedule, you know, as a recruit. Really, really kind of came on strong there. Proved that he can make a lot of plays after the catch and just is kind of a fluid athlete. Big frame, 6'4", soft hands. Uh, I think he's a guy that's going to get on the field sooner than later. Maybe, maybe doesn't fully happen this year, but I'd expect him to at least get a look. You know, he may, maybe he's a guy that flirts with that red shirt line where he plays four games and they're kind of weighing it. Uh, if I had to guess, I would bet that he avoids the red shirt, um, but certainly a guy that long-term is going to have a lot of potential for the Florida Gators. Another tough decision here, but we're starting to get kind of low, um, you know, to the point where, you know, some of these guys, you, you kind of have to talk yourself into it when you're doing a draft, so... Uh, another one where I had to kind of decide where I want to go between on, at, at a linebacker spot. So I'm taking Ventrell Miller. Um, where he does have his limitations at linebacker, I think he does bring a lot of physicality. And he could be one of those guys that does make those David Reese-type plays for Florida. Um, and they're going to need somebody with him, you know, with Reese moving on after this past season. So I, I think Ventrell Miller is going to be that guy. Um, I, I think he does bring that headhunter-type mentality. Um, could be good in stopping the run if he can kind of get his gap coverage down um, and not let some of those plays kind of lose him a little bit. So, I, But I feel good with it. I think that he's going to be a guy that takes a step for Florida this year, uh, kind of filling in those shoes, like I said, of David Reese. So um, welcome to Team Blake. All right. I'm going to go with. Linebacker Derek Wingo. I'm going to actually plug in a true freshman. I'm going to pick him ahead of James Houston, uh, which says a lot. And Tyron Hopper. And Tyron Hopper. It says a lot about what I think about Wingo. I think he's the leader that Florida needs. And, you know, Blake, I've talked about it a couple times this offseason. It seems like every couple years at Florida, you have one of these true freshman linebackers that really steps up. You know, go back to John Bostic, go back to Antonio Morrison, a Jared Davis, um, a David Reese. I think Derek Wingo has that kind of potential. Um, not just because he's an excellent athlete and is a, is a strong leader, but because Florida has kind of some question marks at that linebacker spot. You know, you were debating Ventrell, Miller, Diabate. Um, you know, there, there's some openings in there. You know, obviously Florida has some veterans in there, but I do think you're going to see the chance for guys like Derek Wingo or Tyron Hopper to get in there early and potentially steal some snaps from some of these veteran guys a la a Ventrell, Miller, or a James Houston. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Wingo. That's my first linebacker pick, and I feel pretty good about it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to fit in Kadarius Tony at wide receiver. Um, 
it doesn't. He it just doesn't really seem to have all of it together. You know, he doesn't really seem to just be one of those guys that really is well rounded on there. You know, you see some of those plays where he tries to kind of cut back and forth and doesn't really move up field. Um, but the speed he brings, you know, you can put him in on an end around. Um, you know, he does have the ability to kind of shake and make moves and, you know, kind of leave some of these defenders, you know, their ankles hurting. So I, I think that that ability you bring there, um, I, I, I think, again, you know, he's one of those guys to where, you know, he kind of disappears in some games. But I think when you kind of look at the wide receiver room right now, I, I feel good adding Tony in there. It kind of gives him a little, you know, electric play to kind of go with my, you know, big speedy guy with Xavier Henderson. I like that pick. You know, like you said, it's really just about rounding out the all-around game for him. And I think what I think a lot of fans kind of forget too that you know Tony was electric in that Miami game, and Florida obviously used him quite a bit. He was really the difference maker in that game with that 66-yard touchdown uh, catch and run. Uh, but he got hurt pretty quickly last year, and that I thought kind of derailed him. You know, Florida's offense really got set. You know, in those first couple games, you know, when Kyle Trask took over and then started to find his favorite targets. And by the time Tony came back, you know, Florida was already kind of rolling and just didn't want to upset the apple cart. So, uh, you know, maybe we're sleeping on him a little bit. I think that's a good pick. You know, obviously, anytime you get that explosive of a guy, uh, definitely, definitely can help your team. Blake, I'm going to go linebacker back to back with this pick here. Uh, you know, just took Derek Wingo. I'm going to go ahead and take James Houston. A uh, couple of veteran with the with the younger guy, you know, can kind of show him the ropes. Uh, I do like James Houston's uh, athletic ability. I think for him, you know, and similar to Ventrell Miller, a lot of it comes down to consistency, you know, just knowing where to be, making sure that he's always in the right gap. Uh, I really like the the physical presence he brings as a striker. Um, you know, he tend to, tends to close the gap on you in a hurry and really can, can lay the wood. Uh, it's just about making sure he's in the right spots at the right time. And uh, if he can do that, I think he could have a pr- potentially pretty productive year for Florida. Oh, man. The like battle I'm having inside right now. My anxiety is at a whole time, all time thing. You should see me during fantasy football season. I'm like in the lab writing everything down. I literally feel like right now, like I'm overthinking every pick. And well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fill in the offensive guard position. I'm gonna take Will Herod, um, someone who maybe hasn't shown the ability to, you know, come in and contribute to Florida so far. You know, again, you know, the spring kind of losing the spring we, we really didn't get to see who could be those guys to kind of be that next step I think for the most part we felt good about Florida starting five lots of offensive line you know me and you have agreed most of this offseason on what we think it'll even look like position wise um, but the, the questions have been kind of past that but I think when you have a guy like Will Herod who came in needed to reshape his body six foot five 334 pounds is what he was listed in as a freshman um, I, I think he's going to continue to reshape his body I think uh, Nick Savage does a great job getting these guys you know you look at Ethan White and the transformation he made um, I feel good I feel okay putting uh, Will Herod in at that offensive guard position, you know, kind of being a big guy to kind of push things around. Um, I did think about putting uh, Kingsley Agekiwan back there. Um, mind, mind you, he is a center, but, I, you know, you could kind of move him around to be an offensive guard. But I, I think Will Herod is probably the safer pick, you know, kind of picking a guy who's more of a true offensive guard. Well, I'm glad you didn't take Kingsley because that would have messed over my uh, center position. I could have just, just been a mean guy and just did that just, just to spite yeah. you. All right, well, I'm actually – I feel comfortable now that you filled your offensive line and waiting on Kingsley. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take tight end Keon Zipper. Make sure that you don't lock him up as a flex guy because I think, you know, Kyle Pitts and Keon Zipper it. as your flex would be pretty good. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in my tight end, uh, plug in the, you know, the sophomore tight end. I thought, you know, didn't necessarily show a ton as a pass catcher last year, but obviously has the athleticism to be one of those kind of mismatch types. Uh, but really, to my eye, was probably the most well-rounded last year, even – 
even considering Kyle Pitts in that mix, just as an all-around player. I thought he was very good as a blocker, as a freshman, really kind of bought into that role, you know, played a little bit of that H-back type role. Uh, but I think he's a guy that's going to be a clear number two behind Kyle Pitts. So I'll go ahead and plug him into my lineup. Oh, man. Now let's see what I have left position-wise. I have cornerback and defensive tackle and my flex. So, whew, corner. Man, i got to talk myself in this one. I'm going Trey Dean. I think Trey Dean showed the ability to play corner early in his career. I think whenever you saw that, you know, the, the nickel position really wasn't his spot, and I already obviously have Chester Kimber there. I think Trey Dean is long enough. I think he can move well enough to play corner. Kind of considering the other guys, I mean, it's it's either take him or take some of those guys that are a little bit more unproven. Um, and I, I think Dean showed enough to play corner to where I'm, I'm comfortable not taking him. All right, I'm going to go ahead and shore up my center position, talk about the guy that you just talked about, Kingsley Aguacon. Uh, uh, yeah. I think he's got a chance to start, Blake. I know. I think we kind of agree that Florida will probably go with the experience in in Brad Heggie. Uh, I think that gives you your best combination of five on the offensive line. But I would not completely rule out Eguacun. I don't know how to. I'm terrible at pronouncing things. Eguacun. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I just him and and uh, Diabate, man, my mood, my mood, my mood. Okay. <laughs> so you're <laughs> talking about your mood, my mood. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I think I think Iguakan, uh could potentially be very good there. Um, you know, if if you play him at starting center, I think you have the potential to play Stuart Reese out at right tackle. Uh, you know, and replace Sean Delance, and then you keep Ethan White and Brett Heggie as your guards. That's a potentially interesting lineup to me. Um, but in any case, I'm going to go ahead and round out my starting five on the offensive line with Kingsley at center. I'm going to go ahead and show up my defensive line. I'm going to take Marlon Dunlap. Um, maybe not quite the guy that gets you know talked about. And obviously, I took a true freshman over him. Um, but you know, you kind of look at you know the guys that Florida had last year: Adam Schuler, who's obviously gone. Um, you know, T.J. Slayton, who you have, and, and Kyrie Campbell, who you also have. Dunlap did get his feet put in. I mean, he got his feet wet for the most part, getting put in there. Um, Maybe didn't make a ton of plays, but he did have some plays to where whenever he was in there, he was around the ball. He was creating some, you know, some plays for the defense. So I'm um, kind of just looking at the defensive line right now and taking that true defense tackle. I'm going to go Dunlap. All right. Well, I've got two picks left here, both on the defensive side of the ball. I've got my defensive end slot and I've got a safety slot. So I am going to make what may be a little bit of a surprising pick. I am going to go with true freshman Princely Umanmielen at my defensive end spot. He's a guy that has very good size, I think has the potential to get on the field as a freshman. Not entirely sure that he will, uh, just because, you know, you have Jervon Dexter, obviously, and, and we all pretty much agree he's going to play right away. Um, but I think Princely is a guy that, you know, has that kind of drive. I think he's he's got a high football IQ. Uh, you know, we listen to him talk about why he chose Florida over Texas. That seems like a guy who is going to be really dedicated and, and kind of buy into the process. Uh, in terms of working towards that NFL, you know, area. And I just, I like his ability as a defensive end. You know, maybe we don't see it on the field in 2020 uh, all the way, but I think he's going to be a guy going forward that you definitely circle as a big difference maker on defense. You know, especially considering that, I mean, this is the guy that was more than likely going to Baylor. Um, he was committed to Texas at one point. Texas was still, com you know, recruiting him. I mean, you think he, he would have been a guy, a four-star guy like that, that would have easily played early in his Baylor career. So the fact that Florida... You know, was where his landing spot was. The fact they need defensive linemen. I think he's a guy that uh, I agree with you. Maybe maybe he doesn't get a ton of you know snaps this year, but I think he's going to get enough. I think he's going to get some to where if they can throw him in and they can get some production from him, obviously his snap count will go up. So I think when you look at a guy that could have easily picked Baylor, stayed home, played really early, and then in fact chose Florida, just shows that the fact that they need guys on that defensive end spot. So I think that's a really good pick. 
All right, Blake, last pick for us. Wrap us up. Oh, man. See, I, I thought about going Rick Wells here just to kind of throw in someone who is that veteran kind of guy and the, and the and wide receiver. Might, maybe he didn't play as much, but I think when I look at my running back and I have Lorenzo Lingard, someone who didn't get the snap count that he wanted at Miami, hasn't really shown to be that five-star type of player that he was coming out. I think I need to shore up my running back spot and kind of take someone as maybe an insurance take. So I'm going to go Naquan Wright. I'm going to go ahead and pick another guy who had some injuries in his high school career, um, but had, you know, I mean, he was a Pop Warner legend, um, had a lot of production out of Carroll City before his injury, coming out of that Florida check things out and looked at his injury. You know, they felt that he was good enough. Um, I think he's one of the guys on Florida's roster, and I've talked to some people close to the program that feel he might be the best natural runner and the fact that he can feel the pocket he can see things he can make that burst just one of those guys that's got probably the best instincts out of all of florida's running back room and i think that when you hear some people talk highly about him um in that aspect uh, maybe hasn't been able to show it so far with just you know kind of having so many guys in front of him um but i feel good throwing him at a flex spot i think that that's he's a good pair with lorenzo lingard that's an interesting pick there blake because when you when you first started down that route i thought you were going to go with malik davis so it says a lot about uh you know how people feel about right in the program. Cause obviously, you know, you've seen him play in high school. Uh, you know, you've talked to a lot of people around the program. Uh, interesting pick there for sure. All right, Blake. Well, my last pick, I have a secondary spot open. I technically have Amari Bernie plugged in at nickel right now. And I think I'm going to leave him there. Um, but I'm going to take a guy, a true freshman that we think will probably end up at nickel back. Um, but for my purposes, I'm going to put him at safety. Uh, I'm going to take Trevez Johnson. This is a guy out of the Jacksonville area. Uh, that Florida's coaches were extremely high on and really got into his recruitment much earlier than, uh, you know, many other big name staffs did really kind of did a great job scouting him. And obviously Blake, he blew up throughout the recruiting process. I think a lot of people realized uh, he is a very, very talented player. Um, You know, just a guy that has really, really good instincts, has the physicality, can move around. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug him in as my final safety, get a little bit of youth in my secondary. Um, Blake, let's go ahead and talk real quick. What do you think the strengths of your team are overall? And then I'll, I'll address my team. I think the defensive line is easily my strengths, even more so probably the front seven. Um, I feel okay about my defense overall. I'm um, just kind of looking at some of those, uh, you know, guys, you know, Marco Wilson, Brad Stewart, Donovan Steiner, Trey Dean, maybe a little bit of reliability there. But I, I think for the most part, I, I know what I can expect out of my defense. But I think if I had to pick a strength overall, I do think it's probably that front seven. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. You're, you know, your front seven in terms of pass rushers, Brent Cox, Javon Dexter, Zach Carter, and, and you know, Mahmoud Diabate. That's that's four legitimate pass rushers right there. Uh, that would be tough to compete with if we were going head to head. On the flip side, Blake, the thing I like about my offense the most, um, outside of my skill position players, which I think are very strong, I really like my O line. You know, I've got Stone Forsyth, Stuart Reese, Ethan White, and Michael Tarquin. Uh, you know, you know Kingsley as well. I've got two young guys that are second-year players that I, that, you know, I think Florida staff feels pretty highly about. Um, actually, really three because Ethan White's also a second-year player, uh, but he got a little bit of playing time. I feel pretty good about that that unit there, um, and so. You know, I, I feel good about the way I drafted. I think you beat me to the punch a little bit on defense as I'm looking at it. You know, I've got a lot of upside and some young guys, but, you know, I've got two true, two, true, three true freshmen actually on my defense. I've got a couple second-year guys and Jaden Hill, Kair Elam, Chris Bogle. Um, so I've got the experience at tackle, but you definitely have the experience edge everywhere else. Um, Blake, I think what we're going to do is uh, we're going to go ahead and, and post these teams on Swamp247.com. Uh, you know, after we cut and, and produce this podcast. And we're going to go ahead and let our subscribers vote on, you know, who has the best offense, who has the best defense, and then who has the best team overall. I think it'll be a fun exercise. You know, we, we wanted to do something a little different this week to just kind of mix things up on the podcast. I had a lot of fun. It makes you think about things in different ways. And I think, 
um, hopefully for the listeners, you know, us being able to explain a little bit about each player and kind of where they fit in or where we see them fitting in this year uh, was was a, a positive thing. Blake, anything to add? No, I agree. This was a lot of fun. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. We thank you for tuning in. Uh, like I said, we are going to upload these teams to Swamp247.com. We'll publish a couple articles. We'll have some of our commentary in there on them. We want you guys to vote on them. I think it can be a lot of fun. Let us know whether or not Blake won, whether or not I won. And until next time, guys, we'll see you on the Swamp 24-7 podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.